Hi, friends. Welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. This is your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so glad to be catching up with you. Forgive this podcast, me and this podcast, for being a little bit late. I've been on vocal rest for half a week and have not been able to record this like I wanted to. So here we are. My voice is still a little quieter than usual, which the world is probably grateful for. But (laughs) at least it is back instead of sounding like a clarinet without a reed. That is how I was for the whole weekend, just a bunch of air. (laughs) But at least now, most of my voice is back. My singing voice, you'll be glad to know, still has not recovered. So that um, may come later, I hope. Hope that returns. So singing to us in the background today, whose voice is working just fine, is my friend in yours, our sweet Ellie Holcomb. The song is called As Sure As The Sun, which is also the title of her most recent album. It's incredible. If you don't already have it, I highly, highly recommend it. I'm so excited to introduce you today to one of my very favorite authors, Shauna Nequist. I have loved Shauna's writing for years. I think her books are incredible. In fact, her most recent book, um, Bread and Wine, has this one essay in it um, called Pajamas and Cupcakes, I think, where she writes about her life on the road and what it's like to travel for her job. And man, I just asked so many of my friends to read that essay because it felt like she put to paper what I was feeling and in ways that I was not able to. And that seems to be a pretty um, resounding chorus of how people feel around Shauna's writing, that she is putting things to paper that speak to what our hearts are trying to say, but do not necessarily have the skill or time or um, knowledge or gift to put down what we're feeling. Shauna has all of that. And in her newest book, Savor, it's 365 essays, reflections, readings, 365 of them to kind of process what it means to rest and be and listen and, and engage your senses. And it's just a, it's a really moving book, I think. Obviously, I haven't read the whole thing because it's recently out and it's 365 days, but the pieces that I've read, I've really loved. And so I really wanted Shauna to come on here and talk to us, not only about Savor, but also she lives in Chicago. I live in Nashville, so we Skyped, but you know me, I want to know about cities and I want to know what's good to eat and Shauna can talk about what is good to eat. So um, without making you wait any longer, here is my conversation with Shauna Nequist. Okay, Shauna, hi. 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 Welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. Thank you. This does sound fun. Doesn't it? It is really fun. It's it is great because it is like my dream has a embodiment now love of it. having all my friends together and getting to introduce my friends to my friends. I love it. Totally. Dude, I get I'm it. Having the best time. Do you feel that way about the relevant podcast that you're on? Do you like love it? Yeah, I I oddly, I mean, it's it's basically like I spend more quality time with them than I do some of my actual in real life friends. Yeah. Like we spend a lot of time together. I like I we ask about each other's families and how's this going and what are you reading? It's the weirdest thing. And I love it. How long have you been on their podcast now? Um, I think I started last January. So maybe it's been a year, but I took the summer off and I'm not on as often as I used to be, but yeah. I love it. What and what I totally you like, started doing it. Cameron called me and said, asked me if I would be on the podcast. And uh, and it was like a Tuesday afternoon and it, they record on Wednesday mornings. Oh my gosh. And I totally thought he was asking me to be on it one time. Yeah. Not 
every week forever and ever. So and we, we t- and the whole first episode is literally me saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no frame of reference for this. I don't understand what's happening. I mean, I literally was like down a rabbit hole that I could not get up from. Um, and now like I, I know a little bit more about their personalities and their style of humor, but yeah, it was just like a totally disorienting, really fun process. And I just really like those guys. We have a good time together. And it is one of those podcasts. I love listening to it, but it's one of those where if you miss an episode, you miss like an inside joke that they will reference a year later. Oh yeah. Yeah. They will, they will resurrect things that are so long dead. They Absolutely. hold tight. They do. They hold tight. But yeah. I they like love it, the callback. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. it too. Yeah. That's a great podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? Um, I listen to, I, I don't listen to a lot of them. I would like to, I don't have the right, like space in my life. Like when, mm-hmm. when, when would I listen to them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm never in the car ever. Right. Um, why? Because I work from home and we live two minutes from church and yeah. my kid takes the bus. Like right. <laughs> if I drive to the mall, it's like a road trip. Right. I like need like to go potty and get snacks and stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, our life is like super local and contained. So I don't have like long car rides. I, I did do the serial podcast, which I love. Did you listen to that? I loved it so much. Did What is your vote? Did Adnan do it? I don't think so. Don't what do you either. think? I don't know. I, I flip flop based on who I'm speaking with. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he did. Jessica no. Turner is convinced he did, but you know, Jessica, really, Jessica, she would. Yeah, she's she's hard. She toes a hard line. She does. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just don't think he did. No, I don't either. I feel sad for him. I feel like the whole thing kind of blew up a little bit in a way they didn't expect. But that can only be positive for him. You would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard? There's an interview with Sarah Koenig, the producer on Fresh Air. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? The I haven't. Show I you haven't. should go listen to that because okay. she talks a lot about the effect it had on her having mm-hmm. it get so wildly popular so quickly. Yeah. And it's fascinating yeah. to listen to her side of it. So it was super interesting. So you listen to Serial. I have become a huge fan of podcasts because I like talking to people. Totally. And I feel like yeah. it's people talking to me all the time. Yeah. So yeah. in our road life uh, of traveling, it's nice to have like – like having the relevant podcast is nice to have some consistent voices in airports. Yeah. It's kind of like I drink the same thing in airports. I kind of sit in the same place. I always fly Southwest. Oh, I totally have like weird travel routines like that. Um, I know, and I don't think I'm, I have weird travel routines, but then, um, if my husband travels with me, um, and we get into the hotel together, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it's not where our shoes go. No, 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 no. Hang on. And he's like, oh my gosh. But I think traveling alone all the time, you get like your own weird set of things. Absolutely. I was talking with someone this weekend who is starting a road life and he was like, what's, what would you like? What would you, if you gave tips? And I said, um, have one life. Don't have a road life and a home life, have one life and involve both people with both, but have also have things you do on the road that feel like home. Yeah. That's such good advice. What Uh, would you say? What would you say to someone who lives on the road? Kind of. Um, only do it as long as you can uh, without losing your real life. You know, we talk about it a lot in terms of like a band. So there's like a band that you love and they write like this amazing album about like life in Kansas or whatever. It's like, it's about a farm. It's about small towns. It's about, you know, fireflies, whatever. And then, and it's amazing and you fall in love with them. And then their second album, uh, is like all about like Hollywood and VIP parties. And you're like, I did, you are not the people I fell in love with. Um, I feel like I listen to so many, uh, pastors and all of their stories take place 
place in like green rooms and the red carpet club. And you're like, no, that's not where real life is. You know, like, um, I think I realized I had to tell my publishers at a certain point, like I need, I need to live more real life Mm -hmm. so that I can write more real life. But if, if, if you want me in a hotel watching CNN eating room service, there's no more books there for me. I have nothing to say Mm -hmm. if my life takes place in airports and green rooms. It's, it's not how I want to live. So I would say, keep a real close eye on your own rich, actual, grounded, real life. And when that starts to be compromised, you know you've been out too long. I think that could be true for any job. I think that could be true for people like me and you who've traveled a lot or people who have a corporate job or people who are teaching school. You can only do it as long as you can balance your work life and your personal life. Mm -hmm. And when those stop balancing, you got to break something or make something, you know? Um, Is that where Saver came from? Is that the idea? I mean, what... Your devotional book you wrote. Very <laughs> you know, it beautiful. Re- Thank you. It really is. Um, I got to a point where I realized I think I I think I I I had a beautiful life that I was no longer able to taste and experience because of how fast it it required me to live. Mm. And so I, I, I felt like there's, there's such great stuff happening here that's passing me right by. And yeah. that feels wrong. That feels uh mm. it, it uh I have some regrets from that season about being gone too much, about being uh, pushing too hard, being too tired for too long at the expense of my own kind of creativity and spirit and soul. And so savor is definitely my attempt at kind of reclaiming a way of living that feels more connected, more slow, more silence, less multitasking, less efficiency, less pushing and proving and earning and more yeah, more, more rest, more peace, more grace, more of what I see in the Bible. Yeah. Did you have to fall apart before you realized that? Or did you catch it before you really fell apart? Um, I would say, thankfully, I'm so thankful that, um, I I caught it before a real crash, but I could see the stress cracks. Absolutely. So there was no, nothing happened. It wasn't like nothing happened in my marriage. My kids were totally fine. What it was though, is essentially like, I actually really just adore my husband and I want to be with him more. I love these kids and they're not suffering and they're not doing badly. I just, I just miss them. It was more about me, Mm -hmm. um, saying I I married him because I want to be with him. Not because I want to be talking to him from a hotel room. I had kids because I want, because I just love being around them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I felt the stress cracks showing and I, I kind of pulled the ripcord um, and, and said, like, this is over. This for me, it is. Um, I don't want to go one step further down this path. Yeah. I have never met your husband, Aaron, but there is a video that Carlos Whitaker put up of him playing piano while the <laughs> while they're singing Roar by Katy Perry. <laughs> totally. And I was like, That's my kind of guy. Like that yeah. is a person I want to be friends with. I was like, well, he's just so it, and he just knows how totally. to do it. And. What's so amazing about the video, I just love it. So that was Halloween. It was the Storyline Conference was over, and we have this Halloween tradition. I'm totally not a Halloween person. Like, I think it's kind of creepy and whatever. But our our son, Henry, is all about it. Like, it's his favorite holiday. He loves it. And so when the older of the two. Yes, he's eight. And so when Don and Tim and the Storyline team, we hosted Storyline at my church. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, can we do this? I was like, yes, totally. And I'll do anything you want. I'll speak, I'll whatever. But... When my son gets off the bus on Halloween, I'm going to be there with my, like my funny hat on and we're doing Halloween and you're all welcome to join us, but that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So the whole storyline team came over for dinner and we ordered like a bazillion pizzas and we took them trick or treating and we had them open the door and hand out candy. And I was like, you are more than welcome to join us, but this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and so at a certain point, 
John Sowers was like, you know what we need to do is we need to sing, you know, because he's totally that guy, right? He's totally that guy. And my husband, Aaron. such a fangirl of his. Totally. He's so great. And, but my husband, Aaron, Aaron's like, like, a um, like he was a music comp and theory major. He can write string parts. He, he, he listens to like really weird, complicated music. He's like, totally not the guy who does a piano sing along, (laughs) but John doesn't know that. Right. John's like, Hey, Aaron, could you play a song? And we started off with sweet Caroline. Hey, John, Hey, Aaron, can you play sweet Caroline? Aaron's like, Oh, Oh my gosh. And so what I love about the video is it's so fun. We're all like singing our Katy Perry song. And then you get his so- his face for a second. And Aaron's totally like, how did I get here? Yes, in, that's in exactly my what his face says. Like, his face is I like, am, who have I become? Totally. I am rethinking all of my major life choices <laughs> right now. Totally, I love it. I, I watched that video like a million times just to see his too. face. Like, how is this happening to me? A hundred percent. I watched it over and over to watch Aaron. I kept thinking, I hope there's another view of this. Because totally. I want to, I want a view that just watches your husband the whole time. It's totally. the greatest. I'm going to link to it in the blog post of this podcast so people can watch <laughs> it because it is just one of the best videos. I'm sad you don't like Halloween. I really love Halloween. You know what? I love it for kids. Like yeah. I love, I, I love the dressing up part. I don't love the like all things creepy. You know, sure, I don't sure, love sure. like the blood and guts kind of part of yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. don't love, you know, so, but on a kid level, you know, silly costumes, candy. I love that part yeah. of it. So, and it, yeah. to me, it just feels like season changing and yeah. uh, it's just like this, it's a marker to me. And I used to okay. teach school. So it was like, put little ghosty things around the edge of the totally. calendar, you know, like yeah. that's still the borders that I practically pull out. <laughs> right totally. now, I, like, I know this is my normal adult living room, but I'm going to go ahead and use my ghost border. <laughs> How many bulletin boards should a woman have in her home? Six, right. ten. Why are these on Pinterest? I just can't. <laughs> I can't feel why it's not there. Um, t- so what made you do for Saver? It's 365 things. So there right. is one for Halloween, just, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to to set up a book like this, to do 365 devotionals instead of your old, the way you've done it for the first three books. Is that right? Four, yeah. three? Yeah, three. Um, you know, the next one that I'm working on now called Present Over Perfect will be more like the others. Um, yeah. It'll be essay format, probably 40 essays. I think that's my deal. That's yeah. that's that's how I will. That's kind of my most natural language. Yeah. But um, the, a te- the, team that I published with came to me and said, we'd love to help you put this together. And we've got some ideas for it. And part of, of the my- loveliest teams in publishing history, by the way. Right. Yes, yeah, I know. absolutely. Um, and yeah, obviously the design is Lindsay letters, um, Lindsay Sherbani, who actually I, you should know her. She, you should have her on your, Oh, you do. Okay. Good, good, we, good. She lives yeah, in Nashville and we're both dairy free yes. and gluten free. So we eat snacks together. I'm so happy that you know yeah. each other. Good. She's wonderful. I should have her on the podcast. You totally should. And you should have her husband as well. Dugan. Do you know what is sitting literally beside me? I'll show you right now. No one else will be able to see it, but I have his book that he wrote right here. I'm just leaning on it. You're going to love it. Oh, good. good. I can't wait. I literally have known him since he was born. No. Yeah. He grew up at our church. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. So when Lindsay, when Lindsay kind of first like reached out to me, she was like, oh, and this and this. And and by the way, I think, you know, my husband, I was like, oh, no, no, it's not like I kind of know your husband. Like I know everything (laughs) about your husband. Right. Right. 
So they're great. They're great. But, you know, it's really fun for me. And I'm sure you feel this sometimes too, um, to be able to work with people who are like your real life people. You know, this is not like some nice designer that somebody found. Like Lindsay, I always joke with her, like her fingerprints are literally all over our life. Like she did the shower invitations when my son was born. She did, you know, like I love that her style and her, the, the beautiful lettering is a part of this project. That means a lot to me. Yeah, it seems that your books go above and beyond to reach a lot of senses. Do you do that on purpose? Oh, that's such a compliment. I um, I hope they do. That really matters to me. Um, part of my deal on like a larger level is I feel like um, there are a lot of Christian people, speakers, writers. Um, it's all about what you believe in your head. It's about mm-hmm. the ideas and the the theologies and the doctrines. And I think we we miss out on a lot of spiritual life when we make it just about ideas. I think it's it's the smell of the air in the fall in Halloween and and, and how it always smells a little bit like a bonfire. I think mm-hmm. it's the the sound of oil of of oil and onions sizzling in a pan. I think the sensory part of of our lives um, are as deeply spiritual, or at least they could be, um, as kind of the more cerebral parts of our lives. Yeah, and so. Yeah. So that stuff just really matters to me. It matters to me how a book feels and how the paper is. And um, we joke about it. I'm like, I'm sure I'm like their nightmare author. I literally want to be involved in every single part of it. I have like Dude, legitimate strong feelings. Like, let's talk semicolons. This is like, I like I have a perspective. You yeah. Know? No, I, I don't think you're a nightmare. I think you're probably a dream because the way <laughs> this thing turned out, I mean, it's just, it feels like, I know that this is going to embarrass you for me to compliment you like this, but it feels like a, a lifetime piece that like a, a, an heirloom. You know, it just feels different than a normal book. I mean, obviously, because it's hardback and it's made of some fine uh, linen, (laughs) but it it looks and it feels like a heirloom piece that I want to put in my hope chest. So. Well, that's so sweet. The team is really good at what they do. And and they said, you know, um, reading kind of a regular book, like reading one of yours or mine, you read it and then you put it away. But mm. the idea, if you're going to go through devotional, it's going to spend a year on your nightstand. Mm. And so they wanted it to look like that. They wanted it to look like something that, that, that that's timeless. And so they sent me the design and they, and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. I mean, it's like, it's like you're in my head. It's like, you totally get me. It's like you, you see, and they were like, well, yes. Uh, <laughs> The image that we chose is from one of your Instagrams from a tea towel that you posted from your actual kitchen. So, <laughs> so it worked. And I'm like, oh, so you're not, you know, in, you know you're just really good at your jobs is That's what you're right. saying. That's right. You just like actually did your homework That's and your right. professional people. It's not like magic. Yes. Yeah. That's a similar thing happened with the cover of Let's All Be Brave. I was like, Nashville's across the bottom. And they were like, exactly. That's where you live. <laughs> totally. Of all the cities. <laughs> How did you know? How could you have ever known? Um, okay. Talk to me about Chicago because yes. I love your city. I know a lot of my listeners love to hear about cities. Yes. Yeah, I love Chicago. I didn't, I'd never been till 2009 when some of my friends from Nashville lived there before they moved here and we all became friends and kind of went back and forth. But um, how long have y'all been back in Chicago now? Because you left. <coughs> yep, I grew up here. Went to college in California, came back. We were here for five years. Then we were in Grand Rapids for six years. Now we've been back for six years. So oh, Wow, does it feel yeah. like you've been back as long as you were gone? Yeah, it totally does. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, we joke about it. Uh, I was just in Israel and Palestine uh, last week and I was explaining that um, 
So we live walking distance from the church on the same street as my brother, five minutes from my parents, 15 minutes from Aaron's parents. Yeah. There is not a day that goes by that there's not like multiple. Like, well, our mutual friend, Carrie Allen yes. came to visit and it was like literally in the space of one hour. I want to sh- say she met 12 of my relatives. <laughs> she was like, what is happening here? And what I was telling that story, one of the guys we were with, he was like, that's so Arab. That's like how like people have been living for thousands of years. Oh my God. It's so not American, but yeah. um but you we love a new it. tea towel that says that's so Arab. That's so <laughs> Arab. We're so like up in each other's business and I just love it. Like yeah. my brother stops over all the time and I just like make him whatever I'm making the boys for dinner. I just put yeah. out like one little extra plate for him. And yeah. it feels like a really good way of living. Our neighbors are some of our best friends. And so we love being back here. It's a, it's a really good, rich community. What do you like about the city? Oh, it's such a great city. Um, well, I, and I'm, I'm probably biased, but I love cities that are on the water. Mm. Cities that don't have any water near them kind of don't make sense to me. So I love, I mean, you can't be in Chicago without having a sense of the lake and the lakeshore. Um, I think it's a, people are really friendly and it's an amazing food city. There's mm. so much good food in Chicago. And there's also great theater, um, beautiful architecture. One of my favorite things to do is to take the architectural boat tour. Have you done that? No, but I've heard it's awesome. It's amazing. There's like, you can, it's so beautiful. So, and it's totally one of those cities that comes to, comes to life when the weather's nice. Like people are just delighted when the weather's nice. It's like, it's like heaven on earth. Yeah. When and on St. Patrick's day, they turn Bonkers. the whole river. <laughs> they dye the river green and it's total mayhem. Yeah. Is it beca- are there a lot of, uh, Irish people there? Yeah, there's a massive Irish massive. population. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, you need to pick me out. And I can't handle a guy with a UK accent, like a British uh-huh. accent of any kind, Scottish, English, Irish. I'm done for. So find me one of those. Come to Chicago on St. Patrick's Day. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. They will not remember me, but Total. they will meet yes. me. <laughs> yes, exactly. You will meet a lot of them. You will not want to talk to any of them that day. Right, but, right. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's your favorite food in your town? What is it? Uh, my favorite- Tell me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. Uh, I would have breakfast at Little Goat. Um, Stephanie, who won Top Chef, has um, uh, Girl and the Goat and now Little Goat. And Little Goat is kind of the diner. It's absolutely spectacular. Um, It's uh, right on Randolph, which is where all the good restaurants are. And if you go there, so you go there for breakfast, you need to get a cinnamon roll, smoked fries, fat Elvis waffles. Let me tell you about this. So they're waffles with bananas, bacon, peanut butter, buttercream, and maple syrup. Okay. Yeah. You have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this amazing, it's called the Parathas burrito. So it's sort of like Indian flavors with eggs. I mean, it's totally phenomenal. And the the fries are cold smoked. So they have that like delicious smoky flavor, but then also hot and salty. So good. So breakfast at Little Goat. Uh, Lunch. uh, Let me think. Lunch, maybe at Big Star. No, no, no. no um, lunch at Cortino, which is my favorite Italian okay. restaurant in the city. Oh. Big, huge, loud, bustling Italian. And it's all small plates. So you share everything. So you start off with the polenta fries. Uh, make sure you get the veal meatballs, the uh, polpetti meatballs. Um, get the pizza. Get the uh, penne alla vodka. Get the uh, risotto. Um, and, and you share it all. It's oh, all yeah. so delicious. And then for dessert, you get the Zeppeli, the little deep fried donuts. Wait, and you did can you do di- this with relevant podcasts? I did. Okay. I did. I was like, wait, yeah. every piece of this sounds like something I've heard. <laughs> totally. And they were total skeptics. They were like, whatever. I mean, food's food. Italian food is Italian food. And there were so many times where they were like, stop. 
what am, what is in my mouth right now? What is happening? And they, they just had me order everything. Yeah. So I just went on like a crazy, like every time they came back, I was like, and this and this and this and this yeah. and this. And this. So, yeah. Have you been to City really- House here in Nashville? I have not. Okay, next time you come, that's what I do to people at City House. I'm like, just sit here yeah. and I'll bring it to us. I will, I will tell you exactly what we're having. Totally. Okay, next time you Nashville's come, we're got great food. Yeah. Um, and then for dinner, so I go to Cortino for lunch. And then for dinner, I would go to Longman and Eagle. Um, which is kind of on the north side. They're known for their whiskey. And so they, they make really good old fashions um, and they have like a whiskey tasting suit. So, so every night there'll be two or three different ones that you can taste just for like a dollar or something. Um, and the food is absolutely incredible and it's like really imaginative. So you'll have something that has, you know, it's like a fried chicken with this, with this, with this, with a um, PBR gelé, right? right? So anybody who's making, anybody who's making like a gelé out of <laughs> beer, I love that. Like I, it's, yeah. it's, and it's fun and yeah. really, really great food. Where's what's your what's your like dessert of choice in Chicago? Uh, I'm not a huge dessert person, um, but the the donuts at Cortino, the, oh, the sure, 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 really would be up there for me. Yeah. yeah, I um I I think one of the best tricks that I do when I'm on the road as well is I one of the things I tell the churches or the group who's brought me in is like take me somewhere local. Mm-hmm. Like, because every city really tells their own story with their food to me. Absolutely. And you can learn about the people and what they love and what they do based on their restaurants. So totally. I'll go to cities and they'll be like, we don't have, or cities is a strong word for some of the places we go, towns and yeah. tiny villages where we'll be like, go, let's go somewhere local. And they're like, I mean, there's a Shoney's. <laughs> totally. And you're like, okay, y'all aren't my people. I mean, I love meeting you. This is fun being here, but like, yeah. we don't live the same kind of life. Cause I, my city, like I can tell you lots of food stories <laughs> totally. about here, just like you can about Chicago. Oh, absolutely. When did and you that- start loving talking about food so much. I mean, my family would say I've been talking about food forever. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and they're not interested in it at all. Like when I got to dinner with my parents and my brother, I pick the restaurant. I, they don't even get menus. I order for everyone. I like, they just don't care. It's just like not a thing to them, but yeah. it's totally a thing to me. Um, I, you know, I think Grand Rapids was where I started really learning to cook because now I'm sure you've been to Grand Rapids for publishing stuff. Now they have like great food scene, lots of restaurants, but yeah. you know, 12 years ago when we moved there, there are a couple great places, of course, but um, it was not a big eating out culture. And we were surprised by that because Chicago totally is, even out in the suburbs. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to get together with people, you're going to go out. If someone's going to have a baby shower, where are we renting a room? It's very mm-hmm. restaurant oriented. And Grand Rapids is totally home and home cooking oriented. Yeah. And so people would say like, let's have a dinner party. And they would cook a whole meal for 12 people. They would have a barbecue and cook everything for 30 people. And I, that's where I learned to host people um, oh, because wow. I watched, like my friends just totally did it. Like it was a skill set that they grew up with and it wasn't a thing and it didn't seem like a big deal to them. They just did it. And so I, I absolutely like took notes on how they were doing it. That's where I learned to really host people. Yeah. I probably, I, I've been thinking a lot about this because I feel like it's become a newer thing I enjoy talking about. And I also think to make it way too spiritual as the Lord heals how I feel about food and me, the Mm -hmm. more I go like, this is actually fun to talk about. Totally. This is meant to love this. Like yep. it is okay. There's creativity in this. In my next book, there's a whole section on the reason we should eat sushi when things are going bad in our lives. I love because it. Because it is colorful and natural and symmetrical. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, I think so God beautiful. meant for us to see some of him in that kind of stuff. Totally. I totally think that. 
And it carries memories and emotional connections and connections to other cultures. And I think it's a really, um, when you kind of open your mind to the whole food world, you realize there's a lot of connections to a lot of other things. It's relational, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's creative. I love that. Yeah. It's like that scene. And I still, I totally think Kevin's going to be like that scene in Hook where you don't see any of the food. And then all of a sudden all the food's there and they're throwing stuff at each other. I'm like, Heaven's going to be like, and because I'm dairy free, because I'm allergic now, blah, whatever. Uh, when I get to heaven, I'm like, all the cheeses. All the cheeses. And totally. All I get ice it. Cream. It's going to be yeah. so great. Um, when I write a book, every book that I write, there's something about it that I'm like, I will never forget this part of the process, or I'll never forget this moment. Or when I look at this book, that's what I'm going to feel and think about first. What is that for you, a saver? Um, you know, I, there was a certain point in the process. Um, this is a more collaborative process. There's a bigger team. You're working with all, all different people. And it was a new team for me that I hadn't worked with before. And we got to one point where I was like, hey, I just like I I need to know you and we need to get some work done. And so they flew up and spent a long day around my table with me. And that was so valuable. Um, and so I'll remember that day. I'll remember yeah. um, when they, you know, took all the time and hassle. <clears throat> to yeah. come sit at my table with me, just stacks of paper everywhere. I mean, we looked like a hoarders. Yeah. Um, and and we we made some of the fundamental decisions together in the same room. And so um, one of the only real tricky things about publishing is that so much happens remotely and there's just nothing like being in the same room with someone and hearing the tones of their voice and making decisions together. And so that was the day I knew like, this is going to be good. Like I'm yeah. excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, because of how you write your books as well, and this is true for me too, that they feel like yearbooks a little bit. Totally. And so it's very interesting on my shelf to say like, this was this season of my life and mm-hmm. he's in this book, but he was not in the next book. And, you know, do you feel that way about yours too? Do you feel like they're, they kind of mark? Oh, absolutely. They're totally time capsules. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like you read Cole Tangerines. That's a woman who's 29 years old. <clears throat> She's fairly newly married. She's just pregnant. She's just having her first baby. It's a totally different thing from uh, Bread and Wine is almost 10 years later, or, you know, seven years later and a really different season of life. And so, yeah, they very much feel like time capsules. I just did like this kind of like dreaming, kind of brainstorming branding thing with a friend of mine. And he was asking me to write down like the distinctives. And I was like, you know what I am now? I'm old, like in a good way. Like I'm not, I'm not cold tangerines, Shauna. And I don't want to be anymore. I don't want to pretend I'm 29. I'm 38 and I love being 38. And um, so I like that you get to, I always say that um, the contract we have as writers, um, the contract we have with our readers is with every new book, we have to become better humans and better writers. Like mm-hmm. that's the deal or or we're failing, we're, we're breaking our end of the contract. Mm-hmm. And so I have to become that's a better good. human and a better writer uh, with every new book. And I, I like that. I like having something to aspire to in that way. Yeah. I put on Twitter today that we were talking and we got two questions back. One person said, does she know we're soulmates and that we're going to be best friends? And I was like, I'll tell her. So Danielle <laughs> says, you're soulmates and best friends. Okay. Uh, the other question was, what's your writing process? How do you, do you plot out a book where your essays kind of string? Not at all. You would think that I would, that would make so much sense (laughs) for whatever reason. It's just totally not the way my brain works. Um, I spend the first several months literally just writing anything I want, 
anything I want about anything. Just like like my grocery list, like things I dreamed about last night though. Super broad, just typing, 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 typing. And then at a certain point, I send it all over to my editor and I say like, what do we keep? What do we lose? What's missing? And then every time we've done this, um, all three times now, not with um, Saber because it was a different kind of process, but there has been a point where both my editors fly into town and we put an index card for every essay. And we like make a big puzzle on my dining room table. And I always want, we usually, you know, all three of these books have 40 essays. And so I want to show up with 60 so that Mm. we can leave, so that we leave a lot on the cutting room floor. Like I want, I never want to be like, okay, find two more to jam in there. I want it to be the opposite. I want the things that stay in to be like gold. Um, And so we start off with 60 and we all have, we all three of us have really different personalities and really different processes. And so I'm more like, I don't know. Do you think like one, two, three, four, Um, and Angela's like, well, uh, I've made a kind of a matrix chart and I've, I've, uh, graphed things by pregnant, not pregnant time of year, personal growth, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, she's like super scientific about it. And then Carol, Carolyn's more intuitive about it. And oh, we Carolyn spend, probably is like, let me feel for a minute. Totally. Totally. Yeah. She's so great. She's like, what I'm so feeling great. from you. And right. What I'm seeing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, and so we spend, you know, two days together making that whole order and then kind of stitching it together after the fact. Yeah. There are details that you have to change to make the whole thing work together. But it's written like 40 completely independent. Uh, and like with some of them, I had no idea this was going to be the first chapter. I had no idea this was going to be the last one. Mm. Um, I just write and write and write. And then we organize it all together. Yeah. Um, so no through line, no outline, no nothing. Those things would make it easier, but it just, it's not how it works. <laughs> it just it doesn't. Everyone's job easier, but I don't want to. Right, right. Um, I tell people, I've told people recently, I wish that readers got the paid for our book that they wanted to buy, but then they also, when they bought our book, got the first draft. Oh, come Because I feel like up and coming authors deserve to know how different what we turn in is from what they pick up off the shelf. Because I'm like, I did not write Let's All Be Brave by myself. Oh, I turned yeah. in a way worse first draft, and Carolyn McCready made it good totally. for over months. Months and months of work. My first editor, Angela, people would always say, I like, I, you know, I love your book. It's like reading my journal. And Angela was always like, yeah, kind of <laughs> with a professional editing team and a year. And, uh, right. right. And I was like, well, everybody doesn't know that we, you get an, yeah. you, you get an Angela and then yeah. everybody gets a Carolyn and then there's a yeah. Dirk. Like there's another oh, person. Oh yeah. 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 Who like goes well, to and make sure our commas are right. And yeah. totally. Well, and I'm like, it's not like reading my journal. My journal's a mess. <laughs> if your journal looks like this, yay for you. Yeah. You should be um, writing books and I shouldn't. Totally, if your journal totally. looks like my finished product, you're a yeah. phenomenal writer. <laughs> totally. You but I really love that awards. process. Yeah. I love it. I love the messy beginning. And then I love kind of that structural, like you're building a house middle. I love the fine tuning. I just, you know, I feel like I've been doing some of this stuff long enough to know, like, I, I just, I don't love the speaking part of it. I don't love any part of it. It, yeah, I could let it go in a heartbeat and have let a lot of it go. The book making process. I just love it. I absolutely adore it. It, it, Every single part of it. Yeah. I, so far I quit about three fourths through the first draft. Every book, I quit every book and and then I come back. That's the only part I hate it. I know every time that it's, it really is like eating an elephant. You have to do like one bite at a time and about three fourths through the meal. I'm like, we're done with this. Is is Joanne's fabric hiring someone to cut fabric? Cause I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, great. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I like that you don't have an outline. That makes me feel good about my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Do and 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 you yeah you're you're ahead of the game on that one. Right. Anyone who does outline, I I only have to outline because otherwise I will not work. I yeah. will sit and be like. Today, what is happening on BuzzFeed? I should totally check in on BuzzFeed. And if I have an outline staring at me, I'm like, okay, I know what I need to say. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is a That Sounds Fun podcast. So the last thing you have to tell me is what sounds fun to you right now. Um, well, uh, it's Thursday and Thursday night is small group night. And oh, so I'm like counting the minutes, um, yeah. small group. I just, I love being around the table with my people and, um, we were gone last week, so I didn't get to see them. So, um, uh, I'm an extrovert, which I'd imagine you are too. And one of the tricks of writing for me is I just don't love spending this much time alone. And so when I have plans in the evening with people I love, I'm like a golden retriever. I'm so happy. Yep. So, uh, so tonight's small group night. So I'm a happy camper. What are you cooking? You know what? I'm not cooking this time. I usually do. Um, most of the time I host, but this week, um, some of the, uh, another one of the couples, they were like, hold the phone. I feel like you're having a busy week. Um, how about you don't host and we'll make dinner. And I don't even know what it is. I don't get to bring anything, not anything. So that's great. It's like such a luxury. Yeah. They're super sweet. It's sweet to have people who understand your life, whether you're in a job like us or any kind of job, it's just sweet to have people who understand your life. Totally. That's absolutely true. And I, um, for that, yeah, we have a really a community of people and a lot of them are creative. A lot of them are freelance a lot. So there's a lot of people in our life who kind of get the weird rhythm of our life. And I'm really thankful for that. Man, didn't that just even feel like a saver conversation? I'm so grateful for Shauna. I feel like she is teaching me in her writing and in her life how important it is to use these five senses to look at what's around me and appreciate what's right in front of me and to really love what God has given me. So I hope you enjoyed listening to her as well. Just a reminder, her new book is titled Saver, and you can get it at any of your favorite local bookstores or online. I hope you will grab a copy and keep it on your bedside table. Or for me, it's right beside my big white chair where I read most days. And I am just really, really enjoying it. Uh, Maybe my favorite part was Shauna's idea to have Lindsay letters on the podcast. I can't believe I haven't thought of that. I'm going to text her immediately. Who else would you like me to introduce you to on the podcast? Just let me know either on Twitter, Instagram, um, email, however, I'm super easy to find. I'm AnnieFDowns.com, F as in Frank, and it's Annie F. Downs all across the internet. And just let me know, who would you like to hear? What do you think? I am having the best time doing this. I hope you are enjoying it as well. And I do hope today that you will savor something, think about something, enjoy something that is a simple pleasure in your life. So have a great day and I will see you next time.